This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's time for BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, breaking down all the betting angles you need to put money in your wallet. Kim Burch now on the floor defending Jokic. Boy, what a pass inside by Jokic. He found Jamichael Green at the basket. Murray back out top to P.J. Dozier for three. Jokic, a ricochet rebound, puts it in. Final seconds of the second quarter. Jokic open for three. Got it at the buzzer. On the BetQL Audio Network. It's Wednesday, March 24th. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat with you, and we've got a lot going on. Per usual, in about 20 minutes, Eli Herskovich is going to drop in. He'll tell us if there is any value on any of these point spreads for the Sweet 16 games coming up on Saturday and Sunday. Mike Gallagher established the run on the NBA. Jeff Feinberg on the golf. I'm a little out of sorts because the golf is already underway. I'm used to doing all of my prep Tuesday, Wednesday, get set for Thursday, have all my bets in, uh, Horvat. It's been very confusing this week with match play. Uh, Jeff Feinberg will tell us uh, what bets we could still make. We need to hit on World Series futures, and we're going to do that over the next three hours as well. Welcome into BetQL Daily, weekdays 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the BetQL Audio Network. We're live on the Radio.com app, Radio.com Sports YouTube page, 1430 in Denver. Now 105.9 FM HD2, the bet in Chicago, 93.1 HD3 in Los Angeles. We're, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. Get in on the ground floor. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and you are following us on Twitter at BetQL Daily and uh, tell a friend as well. Horvat, how you feeling on this Wednesday? Joe, I'm feeling really good. Last night, it was almost, I went into shock a little bit because I got off of work and we didn't have any college hoops. No 11 a.m. Yeah. yesterday, man. So I dove back into the NBA. Um, and now we... We wait till Saturday for the Sweet 16, which is kind of weird, but we got a lot of NBA games on tap. Big night last night for the favorites. The favorites in the association go 5-1. and one. The only dog that wins outright was Brooklyn, and I actually went against Brooklyn, dove back in, and hedged my way out of it when I found out James Harden was going to play in that game. It looked like he wasn't going to be able to give it a go because of the sore neck. So big Great. night for the favorites, 5-1. and one. Uh, tonight, we dive back into the association as we await the Sweet 16. I'm with you. A little out of sorts, I feel, with everything going on in college hoops. Haven't been paying a whole lot of attention to golf, and now we're already underway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we were speculating on the show yesterday with Preston. We didn't think – we were guessing because Harden usually plays when it's up in the air, but we didn't think he would play. But is he going to play now? Mm-hmm. So is he going to play tonight? I, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on with this 11-game schedule tonight, trade deadline tomorrow. A lot of things up in the air. We want to hit on player pops in a couple minutes. Uh, also, we've got Jake Hassan run the board in downtown Chicago. 
He's still on a bender after that Illini loss over the weekend. Dylan Burns directing Jake Galley on the graphics in Philadelphia. I want to hit on some player props that pop out to you in a minute. And um, there are, I think, some interesting ones, yeah. interesting options for this evening. Here's the one thing that is uh, jumping out to me. And it wasn't a big surprise last night. Lakers lose to the Pelicans 128 to 111. Six point dogs. You expect the Lakers um, to lose that game. They were supposed to. Thought it would be a little bit closer. Uh, no Lonzo ball for the Pels. I didn't expect, however, the Lakers to start a, two, a guy on a two way contract. Like that's where the Lakers are right now. So that's the number one story to me. In addition to the MVP race, from a betting perspective and how fascinating that is, is what is going on with the Lakers. How long is LeBron and AD going to be out? The scuttlebutt on LeBron James, when you kind of listen to Woj and, and guys like Lowe and stuff, Zach Lowe over at ESPN, plugged in dudes, they're talking a month. Yeah. A month. So they're already the four seed. Well, tied for the three, I should say. But they're they're going to be the four and then probably the five, they're going to keep sliding. And it's tight there. It's not like there's this big gap between the top four teams in the standings and everywhere else. There may be the perception of that gap, and it's probably accurate. However, man, how far are the Lakers going to slide here? They're four games back from the one spot at number four. They're a game and a half better than Denver. They're two and a half games better than Portland. Those are the top six. Can they fall outside of the top six? And then the Lakers are forced to participate in a play-in game. A play-in game. And that's what's crazy, Joe, because every single season, and especially when LeBron James was in the East and teams like the Hawks would come out of nowhere with Mike Budenholzer coaching or, you know, the couple years that the Bulls had, I would always say, well, LeBron doesn't care about the regular season. He doesn't care about playoff seeding. He doesn't care about the number one overall seed. Right. Here, though, you do not want to fall into that play in tournament in the West. Like, look at all the parody in the Western Conference. Nobody's talking about the Phoenix Suns. They're one of the best teams. Uh, Denver's heating up a little bit right now. Look what the Mavs are doing. Lucas playing at the MVP level. Then you have the top teams. You know, you'll see Utah tonight against the Nets. We don't know what the Nets roster is going to look like tonight. Um, but also, the Clippers are playing a pretty good brand of basketball as well. Right. So, that, and then you also look at it like this, man. Like the case I made for the Lakers this year on paper, I said they're deeper. Like the loss of Dwight Howard is going to hurt them. Uh, you know, I don't think Marcus Gasol is a great replacement. I worry about their bigs, especially when Dwight Howard does miss time. But the case that I made for the Lakers to repeat as champions was I liked the depth. I liked this roster a little bit better. But now the depth, I mean, that's in question, obviously, when you lose two guys that can win MVP and Anthony Davis and LeBron James. You lose your two most important players on the squad, obviously, two of the best in the league, two top 10 players. And now the Lakers are a little bit of a mess. So that's a great question. How far do they fall? Three games in a row they've lost now. Atlanta, Phoenix, New Orleans last night. Philadelphia's next, okay? A little bit easier, Cleveland, Orlando, then they've got Milwaukee. You know, it, it's, it's interesting when you look at uh, the sequence of the schedule coming up here. It's they've got some really tough ones, then a soft game. Really, they must win these these easy games. Cleveland, Orlando, Sacramento. They must win because it's, I have a tough time seeing them competing against Philadelphia, Milwaukee, 
and the LA Clippers, all upcoming opponents over the next couple of weeks. Right. And especially the Clippers who most likely, I mean, they're going to want that number one overall seed in the West. You got teams like Utah that I brought up, but also if you look at the East, the East is now a dog fight for that top seed in the East. You got the Nets yeah. who are playing great basketball. They win last night again without Kyrie and KD. The Bucks, the Bucks have won seven straight games right now. They're without Giannis. Doesn't look like he's going to go tonight, but he's fine. He'll be fully healthy, ready to go. And then Philadelphia again, last night without Embiid still has Tobias Harris still has Ben Simmons. And nobody is going to take nights off. You know, even if if it's the Sacramento Kings or the Cleveland Cavs, Joe, they're not going to take nights off against the defending champs. They're going to want to get them right now, and they're going to want to beat the Lakers. The Lakers might be in some trouble here. All right, let's think about this logically before we jump into the player props. Like, how far could they really fall? I'm not trying to be over the top after a loss against New Orleans, a game the Lakers are supposed to lose, or just losing three games in a row. But realistically, like we need to look at the bottom of that playoff picture. We've talked about on this show how Dallas has such an easy road the rest of the way, and they're sitting there at the eight. Okay. The Lakers are four and a half games better than Dallas at the eight spot. Can the Lakers fall beyond the eight? Honestly. Honestly, it would be really, really, really hard to believe, Joe. But like, look at it like this also. So when do they reevaluate Anthony Davis? Is he going to be ready to come back? And then with LeBron, like you just said, it could be a But we're not hearing anything. So that means at least a few weeks, right? At least a few weeks. And then like you said with LeBron, like let's think worst case scenario. Let's say he misses a month. He's also in his mid-30s. Look at the playoff experience. Just how many seasons he's played if you just include the playoff experience. He's not getting any younger. Also, when he does come back, like with that injury, is he going to be in basketball shape? Is he going to have some rust? I mean, I know he's the greatest player on the planet, but it's still probably going to take a week or two for him to get into game shape again. Yeah, they'll be ready for the playoffs, though, right? You would assume. Just because it's so hard to believe that a LeBron team could fall that far. But if he's available, if AD's not available, what moves could they really make at the deadline? That's the other thing. Are they going to make any moves? They, They And especially the way Dallas is playing right now, Luca's playing at an MVP level. The guys that didn't show up the first half of the season are actually knocking down shots. They're defending a little bit better. Anything could happen in the West, man. The West is wide open right now. And I can't believe that I'm saying that because coming into the season, it, it looked like the Lakers were the obvious choice as a repeat favorite. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We, ne- we say that because LeBron's never hurt. Mm-hmm. And it's finally, I don't know if it's father time or what it is, because we've seen a couple of injuries over the last couple of years, but it's finally, he's human. It's finally starting to show a little bit. Well, Joe, and that was the case that like, okay, so if I was going to make a case against picking anybody with a future preseason, if I was looking at the Clippers or the Bucks or the Nets, it would be also, there was no real off season for LeBron and the Lakers. I mean, what did they have? Two and a half months. Like if you look at the reason why, Miami has struggled out of the gate this season. Injuries. I mean, they had a COVID situation where Jimmy Butler was out a couple weeks, but Mm -hmm. there was no real offseason. The deeper you went into the playoffs, if you were in the Eastern Conference Finals, if you were in the Western Conference Finals, and if you were the Heat or the Lakers, 
you only had a couple months to prepare. A lot of wear and tear on the bodies. And especially, like you said, with LeBron, he was never injured, but he is getting older. And he's played yep. a lot of playoff games and a lot of big minutes. So it's something to look at. It's something to monitor, definitely. Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat. This is BetQL Daily Live on the BetQL Audio Network. Thanks for checking out the show on this Wednesday. Follow us on Twitter at BetQL Daily. Player props, Horvat. I'm going to go over a, a couple that popped to me, and I'm going to look at the three pointers made for tonight. Two games that really stand out. Dallas, Minnesota, and then Brooklyn, Utah. We'll go over the sides and totals later on in the show. But first, I start with uh, Dallas, Minnesota, because the last three games, uh, the Mavs are making more threes than any team. That's uh, been the run. They've they're, they've been like making 18 a game. It's been yeah. ridiculous. And which team is giving up the most threes lately? It is the Minnesota T-Wolves. So I was trying to figure out where do you want to go. And when you look at the prop market, Luka Doncic, three and a half, Porzingis, two and a half. How I I am a fan. I always seem to find some value with the one and a half guys. And there are some that are juiced up. You're always going to find that. And that's the case with Kleber. Uh, But I'm landing on Finney Smith at over one and a half. Last four games, he has gone over. He's been in the starting lineup over the last week. I'm expecting him to get those opportunities. A guy flying under the radar, number sticking at one and a half and going over. What do you think? Absolutely love that. And I think that this game is going to be high scoring. And I think both teams are going to have a lot of wide open jumpers. This is a game that I'm also targeting, looking at three-point shooters. I'm with you. I love the one and a half. You know, and especially with Luca, especially with Perzingis, because if they're struggling with their outside shot, they're going to get to the cup. You know, especially Luca, he's going to get to the free throw line. He's going to complain every trip down the floor. So I'm with you. I like Kleber. In this matchup, Joe, I'm glad that you brought up this game to start because Dallas, also terrible defending the three-pointer. Um, what are they, 26 in opponent three-point percentage? They allow the six most threes per game, if I have that. Yep, six most a game. I was looking at Anthony Edwards. I mean, we're going to continue there to talk. Go school. ahead. Continue to talk about this rookie of the year race. And he now this total two and a half, but if you look at it, like he's he leads the team and and he's averaging almost nine three-point attempts since the all-star break. He's hitting about three of them per game. Dallas doesn't defend the three-point line. I'm looking at Anthony Edwards, and I also like Kleber in this matchup, uh hitting the threes tonight. Should we look at other Edwards props? I I had that written down as well. Last 10 games, shooting guards against Dallas. That position is averaging 35 points, nine rebounds, and eight assists. uh, Yeah, Edwards is obviously going to be gung-ho going for this Rookie of the Year award now. So uh, are you going to see a big scoring night out of him? The prop is 21 and a half. Yeah, and and who else right now do they have to score the basketball? He's I mean, like I said, man, he's putting up nine three-pointers just a game. He's hitting three of them, and he wants that. And now it's wide open. The Rookie of the Year award, I've always say that, and really he's he's the favorite. I mean, you know, with, with Ball being out for the season, although they're saying maybe there's an outside shot that we do see him again, I yeah. think he's going to go all in. I think he's going to attempt a lot of field goals. I love that tonight. Um, now, not the most not the most efficient player since his 42 point game last week he scored 11 and 16 four of 18 six of 16 from the field so uh last couple of games against Phoenix OKC not so efficient so th- th- that that would be my hesitation there yeah as to be expected with a rookie you know sometimes that's the thing like he does get he's a little out of control at times but that's to be expected with all rookies you, you know and so yeah. that would be the only thing but for me, I'd probably only play the three-pointers. What what's the, what are the points at? I couldn't pull up the point number. 21 and a half. 21 and a half. 
It's gone under last couple. Don't love it. I could see this being a night where he drops 21. And uh, that happened to me last night. The only loss I had last night, Michael Porter Jr., over 26 and a half PRA, leaves the game with 26. I don't like that hook there right there. So I would probably play the three-pointers. That's my favorite bet. That and the cleaver. Utah Jazz uh, this year making the most threes, obviously. We've talked about that all season. Mm-hmm. Now, the last few games, Brooklyn Nets are giving up a ton. And it's always dicey. Which Jazz players are you going to go over? Bogdanovich has been ice cold over the last couple of weeks. Conley and Mitchell's at two and a half. Mitchell's enticing, but that's juice all the way to the heavens. So I'm not touching that. My dude, Royce O'Neal, it's one and a half every game. It's never juiced. He's 11 and four over one and a half threes per game over the last 15. I like Royce in this spot. Love Royce in this spot. I love Royce in this spot, and especially when you're getting one and a half, because exactly uh, Donovan Mitchell, if he struggles, he's not going to have to look for the three-point shot. I'm with you. Love that play for the night. More player props that we're going to be breaking down throughout the show, including sides and totals for your 11-game slate this evening in the association. It's Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvath on BetQL Daily. Coming up next, Eli Herskovich is going to drop by. He'll tell you which bets to get in right now for Saturday and Sunday. You're locked into the BetQL Audio Network.